Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, give it a five-star review, and tell five Jayhawks fans about this podcast. So it happened again, ladies and gentlemen. It did. Another Kansas loss for their football program. It it's it was such a good start to the season. Starting the season 5 and 0, getting college game day in Lawrence, Kansas. And then the really tough stretch of the season started. And going into the season we knew that that was going to be the case. Before the season started, I thought they'd start 5 and 1 and then the losses would start piling up. That's just how the schedule looked from the outset. So this is not surprising to me. Maybe it is for some of the national folks who just thought KU would magically win 10 games this year after starting out 5-0, and but that's just not how it was going to go this year. They've faced off with pretty much three teams in a row that either are ranked or were ranked in the top 10 at some point this season. TCU, top 10 team right now. They lost to Oklahoma, who was a top 10 team to start the season. And they've been looking a lot better since their quarterback has come back to, uh, to to be their starter after he got hurt for a couple games. And then you've got Baylor, who also had been in the top 10 at one point this season. They recently got knocked out of the top 25 because they lost a couple games. But they're a team that was a Big 12 champion last year, expected to do good things again this year. And so the Jayhawks have been playing tough teams. It's not really out of the realm to see them lose games that they have lost. They're five and three now, three game losing streak. But it it's just how they've lost these games. They've been in them. They've been close. It, it makes you feel like they could have won some of these games. They were within a touchdown of TCU. They were really close. They were driving at the end of the game. There was a few calls that could have gone their way that didn't. And they lose by a touchdown. They, they just couldn't stop Oklahoma's offense. The, the the KU defense just couldn't do anything that day. So I don't blame KU's offense. They scored forty two points. That's going against Oklahoma. That's that's all you can ask for. But then against Baylor, it happened again. It did. This time they got out to a slow start again to the tune of a 28 to 3 halftime deficit. Whenever you're losing 28 to 3, it's going to be tough to climb out of that hole after halftime. It is. The Jayhawks couldn't do anything on offense in the first half. They they just couldn't get anything going. Their defense couldn't stop Baylor's offense. Both sides of the ball were riding the struggle bus. That's that's all there is to it in the first half. But they, they mounted a comeback in the second half. They started the second half on a 20-0 to zero run. So they're going into halftime losing 28-3. They cut the lead to 28-23 to in the fourth quarter of the game. So Kansas comes all the way back. They're down 28-3. They come back to cut it to 28-23. 
unfortunately, the defense couldn't hold it. They were doing a great job in the third quarter and the first part of the fourth quarter. But you could tell they were getting a little bit tired. Baylor started running it down their throat again. And the the Baylor Bears scored the final touchdown of the game with just over two minutes left to uh, get their lead to 35-23, to 23, and that was the final score of the game. Kansas loses to Baylor 35-23. They couldn't cover the spread. They were close, but they couldn't do it. And that leaves the Kansas Jayhawks at 5-3 and three, heading into the bye week. Now, if I told you before the season started that the Kansas Jayhawks were going to be 5-3 and three, heading into the bye week, I think most of you would take that in a heartbeat. I thought they'd be 5-3 and three heading into the bye week before the season. So I also would have taken that because that's what I thought that they would do. I know a lot of people thought they'd only win maybe three games this year at most. So going into the bye week, 5-3, and three, still nothing to hang their heads about. Lance Leipold, I know before the season, start, uh, talked all about no moral victories here, and and that's true. And I just saw an article earlier this week talking, uh, Lance Leipold talking about how it's good for the Kansas Jayhawks fans to feel pain and to feel hurt after these losses because really the last 13, 14 years, you Jayhawk fans, Football fans have not had that feeling after last year. Oh, this is just another loss. That's what you're thinking after KU loses football games. Now that you've had the taste of winning to start the season, starting the season 5-0, whenever you lose these games to teams like TCU where you're within a touchdown, where you're driving at the end of the game, potentially to tie or take the lead, yeah, that's going to hurt when you're walking out of the stadium at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. When you see the defense not able to stop Oklahoma at all, you see Oklahoma put up 50-plus points on the defense. That hurts when just the previous week in the first half you see them shut out TCU's offense. When you see your offense putting up 42 points and they can't come out with a win because your defense lets Oklahoma score 50-plus points, that hurts. When you see Kansas down 28-3 halftime against Baylor and then they come all the way roaring back to get within five points, 28-23 in the fourth quarter, thinking maybe the defense can get a stop here, maybe Kansas can have a shot to win the game at the end, and then the Kansas defense doesn't show up on that last drive, and Baylor scores a touchdown to put it away. That hurts. Three games in a row where you're feeling it, Kansas fans, and I feel it too. I feel your pain. But Lance Leipold says that's good for the fan base because it shows that they care, and I agree with him. You're invested in every Kansas football game this year because – All they need is one more win to become bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. And you're going to be watching every Kansas football game until the end of the season, until they play Kansas State in Manhattan. You're going to watch every Kansas football game up to that point. And let's be honest, you're probably bummed that it's a bye week. You're probably sad that you can't watch KU football this weekend. And when was the last time you could say that? So... 
Kansas fans, yes, this three-game losing streak stinks. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But because you're feeling that way, that just proves that Kansas football has earned a place back in your heart. And that's good because going forward, they're going to need your support. They have a tough stretch at the end of the season. They do. After the bye week, they got Oklahoma State at home on November 5th. Then it's on the road at Texas Tech. Then you've got a couple teams that have been in the top 25 this year in Texas and Kansas State. That Texas game will be the last home game. Then you got Kansas State on the road. They just need one win of those four down the stretch to become bowl eligible. Which one do you think it's going to be, Kansas fans? Before the season, I said that they were going to get a win at home against Texas to clinch to clinch their bowl game. Uh, so that could still happen. I would like to see them get a win at Texas Tech on the road, get an upset there in Lubbock just to get it out of the way before they even play Texas. Because once you get that win, even if they beat a top-10 team in Oklahoma State, that's going to be their toughest game, I think, down the stretch. Uh, even though it's a home game, at home against Oklahoma State is probably their toughest game left on the schedule. Uh, They could win it, sure. I wouldn't expect it. I probably won't predict it. But if you can go on the road and beat Texas Tech, then you get your sixth win out of the way. You're already bowl eligible. You're going into the last few games of the season playing with house money. You can play freely against Texas at home, not worrying about, hey, we we really got to get this win. We really got to get this win so we can get bowl eligible this week. It's going to be tough at Kansas State next week. We got to get it. So get that win against Texas Tech on the road. Then you can play freely at home against Texas. Maybe pull off the upset again against Texas back-to-back years. Get seven wins going into that game against Kansas State. Then you go into Kansas State having the same ability to play freely. Maybe those last few games down the stretch, you've got Jalen Daniels back at quarterback. So there's still a lot to look forward to in this Kansas football season. But you know what happens when the calendar turns to late October, early November? (laughs) Yeah, it's basketball season. Kansas fans, I know, I know, we're still going to be talking about football. You're still going to be watching the football team every Saturday as long as they're playing, as long as it's not a bye week. But you know what time it is, Kansas fans. You want to hear about the basketball team too. It's, it's going to be a, a by-sport fall right now, going all the way till December. You're going to have football and basketball in your mind, and that is great, in my opinion. Coming off that national championship season in 2021-2022, this Kansas basketball season looking to be another good one for you. It's, this could be the first time that the Kansas basketball pro- program, as good as they've been throughout the years, this is the first time they could win back-to-back national championships. And they're starting the season in the top five in the polls, tied with Baylor fifth overall. So this is going to be another fun season. They're back out on the court trying to defend their national title this year. They started it, of course, a couple weeks ago at late night at the Fog. Uh, that's, of course, you know, the glimpse you get into the season. You get a little bit of a scrimmage, uh, in-team scrimmage there. Uh, you got some entertainment there, DJ Diesel. Shaquille O'Neal came in and had a DJ set going, so that was fun. You had the 2022 National Championship banner dropped in the stadium, had some former players come back, so it's a good time over there at late night in the fog. But that really sets it off for Kansas fans when they know, all right, 
we are getting into basketball season now. I will say, before the season, they usually have late night, first weekend in October. This year they pushed it back. Bill Self pushed it back a couple of weeks because he saw on the calendar KU had two home games back-to-back weeks in the beginning of October, and he wanted to make sure that fans were out there supporting the football team. So I give a lot of credit to Bill Self there, uh, getting getting people to go out to support the football team. And that was before we knew that Kansas was going to be 5-0 and on the season. Bill Self just had an idea, hey, you know what? Go out there, support the other programs in our athletic department, and keep things rolling. It's good to have a coach that supports every team. That's that's great about that's one great thing about Bill Self. Um, so that's that's really all I want to talk about with late night. But that's how you know when Kansas basketball season is starting. So this past weekend, this kind of came out of nowhere to me. Maybe some of you guys knew this was going to happen, but kind of a surprise trip to the St. Louis area for the Kansas basketball team. They had a little scrimmage going against uh, Illinois, which this is an un this is an unsanctioned scrimmage. It's not an official scrimmage, just kind of a a, a time where t- a couple teams can feel each other out, play against competition that's not within your own program, and see what happens. Uh, I know some people were calling it a three-hour joint practice with a little bit of scrimmage in there, which that's probably what it was more than uh, anything else. But uh, no final score on the scrimmage, just a fun type of thing between Kansas and Illinois. Meeting in the middle, I think it's closer to Illinois, but that's all right. Two teams had a fun time playing against some competition that isn't their own teammates. And uh, from what I read, they had a 20-minute live scrimmage. Then they took a little bit of a break, and then they broke it up into three 10-minute scrimmages. From there, at the end of the joint practice, they worked on end-of-game situations, final four-minute situations, and then they called practice after that. So it seemed like it was a good time for both teams. Uh, Self called the scrimmages competitive said that his best players played really well. And for some of those that were in attendance, I did see some videos over there at KU Hoops. If you want to go check out their Twitter account, again, that's at KU Hoops. They posted some videos of that scrimmage, just some little clips, some little highlights. But from some people that were there that made some comments on it, they were saying that Texas Tech transfer Kevin McCullough Jr., was the best player on the floor for the Kansas Jayhawks. And I know a lot of people going into this offseason thought that if Kansas got Kevin McCullough Jr., he'd be a starter for sure, no doubt about that. But coming into a new system, learning a new system, uh, mixing in with some of the starters that were already there, you had guys like uh, Dewan Harris Jr., you got Jalen Wilson the two starters coming back from last year, and then you've got all your freshman phenoms coming in, and they're going to be mixing it up. And, you know, Bill Self doesn't know who's going to be the starters out of that freshman group yet or who's going to be the the transitional players, whoever is going to be the situational players coming off the bench. 
But Kevin McCuller Jr., apparently the best player on the floor for the Jayhawks, which is only good news for the Kansas Jayhawks. If he's already playing at a high level, looking like the best player on the court, then you've still got Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris from last year's national championship team. You got your super freshman. You got your freshman four, your big four freshman top uh, top ten recruits. You have your McDonald's All Americans coming in there. Everybody really excited about Grady Dick coming over there from Wichita. I'm excited about this Kansas team. You see, uh, you see things like. People saying Kevin McCuller Jr. is going to be your best player. That Some people were saying, oh, no, that's not good. Your transfer is your best player. That's not good because the other guys must have dropped off. I don't see it like that. I see it that this is only a good thing for Kansas, and it's going to make them more competitive as the regular season comes closer. Again, I would say go check out some of those highlights at KU Hoops on Twitter. They played some, uh, or they they showed some highlights from that scrimmage, from that workout with Illinois, and it's it's going to be a fun time to be a Jayhawks fan. Now, not not only I I know we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Not only do you have basketball season coming up here in just a couple of weeks, but you're still going to have your football team to look forward to until December. Plenty of football season left. Tough stretch of games coming up, but plenty of football season left to get that one win to get bowl eligible. But just like it is every other year in October, early November, you start getting that switch over to basketball. Basketball, Kansas basketball is the straw that stirs the drink around campus in Lawrence. So despite despite all that, Kansas fans, you've got a situation where you can have a football school and a basketball school simultaneously, and I know it hasn't happened since 2008 when Kansas won the national championship and also went to an Orange Bowl, but what this athletic department is doing now is setting themselves up for there to be two spots at the table. You've got the chance to have a really good, solid football program that's going to bowl games again and a chance to have a national title contender with your Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. A great partnership between these two programs, hopefully for many more years to come. You know we'll be keeping an eye on it. And I know you'll be keeping an eye on it. We're going to keep an eye on it together. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Talker. We can keep the conversation going about football, basketball, whatever you guys want to talk about. And really quick before the end of this episode, I was at Hy-Vee the other day, and I saw a cereal box commemorating the 2022 National Championship team. Just thought that was really cool. You can see the photo at Talker, as well as some other exciting merch that they have going on. Uh, between Hy-Vee, Rally House, a few other places. So go over there at Jayhawker Talker. See what we got going on there. You can also hit me up at Mark the Overseer. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast here in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.